Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo. And I'm still in Tulum, as you guys probably know, because it's April. It's my third month down here. I'll probably stay for a couple more months, but we'll see. I'm looking at some other places, um, actually in Mexico. But one of the things I want to tell you guys is, because I'm down here in Tulum, I'm still down here in in Latin America. And and this is actually something to drink more in South America, but I've switched from drinking coffee to drinking yerba, yerba mate. And I first heard about yerba mate when I was visiting Argentina, working for a fitness company and coaching and like kind of running level ones, level twos um, in, in other countries. And one of the places we went was Buenos Aires. And I went to Buenos Aires many times and I saw the people drinking Yoruba, but I never really got into it, right? Because I wasn't much of a coffee drinker myself at the time. Then I got into drinking coffee and I had drank coffee before, you know, it's not like I got into it, right? Like, of course, I drank coffee for many, many years, but I got, had gotten out of drinking coffee. I hadn't drinking it for a long time, and then I started drinking, and I realized, oh, like I really actually enjoy this hot drink in the morning. But I didn't really like how dark it was, so I switched to drinking tea and trying different stuff, you know, hot water with lemon in it and so on. But I really liked that like hot drink in the morning. And then I found Yerba again. Now, what I love about Yerba, brothers, and again, this is not a <laughs> this is not a commercial for Yerba Mate. Okay, nobody's sponsored here. This is not a sponsor. I'm just kind of sharing this with you guys because. What I love about it is that you use a straw, number one, you use a straw to drink it so it doesn't hit your teeth. And that's one thing about coffee. It was just, it was too heavy. It was too dark on my teeth. But I also love about it is that it gives me the right amount of caffeine hit without like some kind of, without the jitters that coffee sometimes gives. If I drink heavy, heavy amount, maybe not necessarily heavy amounts in terms of volume, but heavy amounts in terms of density, right? Like when people put a whole... They put like a whole bag of coffee beans into the filter, right? And then it makes like two cups. <laughs> and so you have like this, this, this coffee that comes out like oil, right? Like mud. And when it's just super heavy like that, I tend to get a little bit of jitters with the caffeine. So I like the yerba a little bit better and I've been drinking it. And I'm just wondering if any of you guys have had experience with yerba mate because it doesn't seem really big in the U.S. Honestly, when I'm in the U.S., I don't hear, I don't see it. You can't get it in like a coffee shop. There's no Yoruba option. You know, they have tea option, but they have known of Yoruba options. So I'm just wondering how many of you guys drink this because I know that it's really, really big in South America. And of course, down here in Mexico, I'm, I've switched over. But if you guys have experimented with this at all, and again, it's not like a medicine or anything. It's purely just caffeine from a plant instead of a bean, like, like a shrub down in Latin America. But the other thing I'm feeling down here, and this is not just Tulum, brothers. This has happened to me before. And it's going to be a nice little segue into the content today is that I'm getting a lot of Truman Show vibes. And I want you guys to understand what I mean by Truman Show, because I think I've talked to you about this on the podcast before. And this is really one of the, I guess what I would say, symptoms. (laughs) I don't even want to say symptoms, because it's not a symptom. It's like a part of the practice of, of awakening as if we're not already awake, right? Like it's a part of what you experience when you're on this path. Although the destination of the path is here, (laughs) it just leads you back to exactly where you are, just in a different state of being, the alpha state of being. And so when I say I'm getting a lot of Truman Show vibes, brothers, what I'm essentially saying is that at any point, and I'm feeling this more and more, I feel like at any point, 
someone is going to jump up from behind the jungle bushes with a camera and say, oh, like, we got you, right? Like, you're on, they have the candid camera, right? Or they have the shows where you're on a hidden camera and they do wacky stuff. And it's not because wacky stuff is happening to me. I want to be clear with you, brothers, on this. It's not because wacky stuff has happened to me. It's not because really wild and weird stuff is happening. It's because I'm getting this feeling like everybody, and maybe this is something that's happening for you too as well. Like it's happened to me many times and it's happening very strongly once again. That everybody, every human being is essentially here to show me something. And I don't mean show me something as if, they're teaching me a skill or they're teaching me a system, some kind of concept. I mean, they're literally trying to show me a part of myself, right? Like they all have the same purpose. That same purpose is to remind me in this case, but maybe to remind you if this happens to you, to remind us all that we really are on the Truman Show, right? That we really are all here to go through this entertainment we are the entertainers, right? If you guys remember from the movie of life, right? We are the entertainers of the one observer, right? The all oneness who is kind of dreaming all of this. It is dreaming all of this. It is. I know I don't like to put necessarily an anthropomorphic you know, twist on it, but it is watching, observing everything as if it were a television show. And that's the move, right? And that's why the Truman Show is so wild because you think at any moment, like, oh my gosh, like, like I feel like at any moment, at any person that's in my life, any person that's in my life, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, whether it's a student in the academy, anybody I meet at the restaurant, right? Anybody that I meet at the cacao bar, here in Tulum, we have, you know, cacao. It's wild. I know, like, <laughs> in the States, we go drink coffee in the morning. In Mexico, we drink chocolate. It's crazy. It's wild. But it's amazing. I love it. It's actually a very beautiful medicine down here. But whoever I meet, I'm basically waiting for them, waiting for these people, this person, whoever it is, to just kind of take a bow, you know, to just kind of take a bow, like at the end of a play, at the end of a play where the characters come out, the screen closes, the curtain closes, and the characters come out, and they all take a bow, and they announce them, right, by title and by role. They get them their real name. Like, this is, you know, this is Betty. She played Pocahontas, right? And, and everybody gives a round of applause, and then this is so-and-so. He played so-and-so, and everybody gives a round of applause. It's like, and I kind of feel like it could happen at any moment, <laughs> that everybody in my life would just be like, yes, it's my role. It was my role to play your friend. It was my role to play your student, and my role was fulfilled through the relationship we had, through the relationship that unfolded for us. And that's why we're here, brothers. You understand? That's, that's what it all is, is all to see yourself through the relationship of others. And what is that relationship? Is the relationship of love. And I know I keep saying that over and over, right? It's like, oh man, he's on this love thing. And that's because that's the only thing that's real. It's the only thing that's really there. And you, it doesn't matter what you call it. Like you call it love and maybe we get this connotation of emotion. This connotation of emotion is like, oh, it's over there is love. So we should just all love each other. Like it just one big love fest. But I think that, that that connotation is very mundane. I think it's very watered down in terms of what I mean when I say love. Because I could say everything is love. I could say everything is energy. I could say everything is source. Right? I could say everything is consciousness. And it would all be saying the same thing. And all those words have very different connotations than love. But there's only one thing that's real, brothers. And this is what makes this path the spiritual path of the spiritual journey is because there's only one thing that's real. And that is the same thing that we all seek. 
It's one of the alpha male tenets. You guys probably remember this. The alpha male tenet is we don't want the result. We only want the way we think the result is going to make us feel. In other words, it's not the thing. It's not the external thing. It's not the thing in the world because that's a part of the illusion, right? That's a part of the dream. The car is a part of the dream. The car. What else? What else you guys want? <laughs> what else you guys want out there? Money, right? Because money can just you can just buy whatever you want. So maybe it's just money. We'll say money. It's not the money you want. It's not even what you think the money will buy that you want. It's the way you think you're going to feel when you have either the money or the stuff that you think the money's going to buy. Because that's what we're after. We're after the feeling. If we could have the feeling, and we can, by the way, so you know, guys, we can. If you could create the feeling, then you wouldn't need the thing. And I've had some people, some students and some friends, both, really have some resistance to this. Because they say, oh, well, if I could feel it anyway and I don't want the thing, then what's the point of wanting the thing? I say, the point of wanting the thing is for the feeling. Now, just because you can create the feeling anyway doesn't mean you shouldn't still experience the thing. But, well, maybe it's an and. <laughs> because I want to put these two sentences together, right? So, and, only one of them is real. Only one of them is real. One of them is an illusion and one of them is real. The real, what's real, is the love, that's what's real. The illusion is the thing. So the move here, the big move here, is to detach your feelings about the thing from the thing itself. And that's a part of what the journey is. That's why I'm feeling a lot of these Truman Show vibes, because it's not about what's happening outside. It's all about directing and guiding what's going on inside. And in many ways, brothers, I would offer that as a practice, you maybe begin to look at how that kind of practice can serve you. Because when you approach every single person in your life as someone who is giving to you more of what you're giving to them, is basically giving back exactly to you what you're giving to them, that that becomes the practice for you to see what it is that you're giving, what it is that you're being. We have no enemies <laughs> on this planet. We only have each other. We only have ourselves. We only have everybody working together. Working together for what? Working together to remember that the only thing that exists is love and all of its derivatives. But what that may look like doesn't really matter. We all know what it feels like. We all know that that's what we're after. At the very end, that's what we're after. Because that's what we are. <laughs> and we've been distracted by other things that create the lack of love. And in that illusion of lack... We look externally to try to create a solution for that lack, to fill a void that isn't there and it can't be filled by what doesn't exist because you are already awake. I am already awake. And that's what everybody in our lives are doing, waking us up. They don't know that and you don't know that that's what you're doing for them, but that's what we're all doing for each other. And that takes Courage. So what is courage? Courage is what we're going to talk about today. And I know that was a big intro. <laughs> big intro for you guys. But hey, today we're going to talk about courage and it's one of the 12 attributes. I say attributes. We used the word attributes before and I don't want to confuse it with 12 attributes of mastery or 12 attributes of responsibility, which is something I did a while ago. However, they do tend to overlap from time to time. Courage is it's one of the 12 steps. 
Let's put it that way, because if we're talking about steps, then I do want you guys to kind of understand in some way, not in a mandatory or required way, but in some way, these steps do build on each other, and they build onto each other up until that very top, the 13th step, if you will, which is the step of awakening, the step of enlightenment. And, and again, brothers, before I even mention that, go, go further with courage, when I say words like awakened and when I say words like enlightened, I'm not talking about somebody who is not you, and I'm not talking about something that you are not or that you cannot achieve or have not already achieved because we are awakened. We are enlightened. We're not talk, I'm not talking about the Buddha here or the Dalai Lama. Okay, I'm talking about you. That's why you're listening to this podcast. Maybe. Maybe you don't know that, but your soul knows that. Your soul knows why you're listening to this podcast. In fact, your soul knows why it's here in general. It's the mind that gets distracted. So you know why you're listening to this podcast, that this is kind of the stepping, right? We step on these platforms that lead us up to the experience of what it means to be enlightened and awakened, which it's really not going to change. <laughs> it's not going to change the external world because the external world is the illusion that we're all in. What changes is your relationship to it. As I've said many, many times, the sea line doesn't need to change. The circumstance never needs to change. What changes is your relationship to it, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. That's how you relate. So what is courage? Well, again, courage, talked about it before, in the exoteric way, the exoteric way, courage, and I think that this is probably the definition that we all understand, is action in the face of fear, right? So if we look at the model of alignment, and we have the circumstance, which, which is neutral, which is there, we have your thought about the, the circumstance. Well, that thought, if it's coming from the ego, if it's coming from the ego that's driving the mind, using the brain, you know, ego and brain work together. You guys know this, I think, as well. Ego and brain work together. The brain keeps the body alive. The ego keeps the identity alive. And the ego identifies with the body, which is what creates separation, which is why your body is a part of your separate nature. All right? So there's a thought in there that's probably going to be coming from the ego, the conditioning, the beta condition, the story. And when it comes from there, it's going to be fear or some derivative. There will be fear in the F line. Now, in the A line, if you just follow through with that fear, it can be something like fight or flight. It can be something dangerous to the body. But more often than not, the chances are much more high that it's, there is no danger to the body. It's purely a danger in some way to the identity, which is also an illusion. The identity of the ego is an illusion, as is the fear. Sometimes it's called irrational fear, right? Because there's no danger to the body. But even danger to the body in many ways could be considered irrational fear. And I'm not going to get into that on this podcast episode. <laughs> I'm not going to do that here. We're going to talk about just the courage in the face of, well, I mean, we could because it's going to be really any type of fear. But exoterically, it's to know that you're afraid and to act anyway, right? That's what we call courage. Courage is knowing that you're afraid, is feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And I think all of you have probably had some experience with this at some point in your lives, Right now, it doesn't have to be something major, but all courage is courage. There's no levels of courage, as some people may say. Like, there's no level of courage that would say, you know, there's a higher amount of courage to go into situation X that's creating you fear versus a lower level of courage that you're going to need to go into situation B because of fear. Because fear is fear. Fear is fear. The F line is fear. We all feel fear. And when we feel the fear, the action of courage is not measured that way. And this is something I think we need, really need to understand as adults generally because I think it's, we meet our first 
examples of courage as kids. And to understand that, to know that it doesn't matter. That courage is courage. There's no levels to it. There's not a little bit amount of courage that's required for that and a high amount of courage that's required for this. For example, if you've got a, a child who's going into the first day of school and they're a little afraid, then the amount of courage required for them to get over that fear is no greater or less than the courage it takes for you to what? Whatever you're afraid of, right? Approach the woman, speak in front of 10,000 people, right? public speaking is a big one. How about jumping out of an airplane? Fear of heights is a big one. Yeah, how about going into combat? Somebody, you may not even consider that, was like, oh, well, that's not even in my scope of reference, right? Because for many people, it's not. But can you imagine that? And for a little five, six, seven-year-old kid who's going into school for the first time, there's no difference. Like as adults, you may see, oh my gosh, come on. Like just go, just go, just go. There's nothing to be afraid of, nothing to be afraid of. Well, it's all fear. <laughs> all fear is illusion. All of it. Whether it's the first day of class, right? Or whether it's getting shot at. All fear is an illusion. And I know I just took a big leap there, right? Because I was talking about combat, but maybe it's speaking in front of 10,000 people or walking the first day of class is no different than introducing yourself to anybody, <laughs> anyone. doesn't matter who they are. If there's some anxiety around talking to people. But yeah, brother, so there's no level of courage, number one. But understand that courage has the exoteric, and that's kind of what we're talking about. I think that's what you guys all know. And there's the esoteric. And when I say esoteric courage, what I mean is really the real courage. <laughs> not that the other courage is not real. But remember, the fear is not real. The fear is not real. The esoteric courage is really understanding that single principle. It's understanding that everything that isn't real... There's no ground foundation. There's no foundation to put fear upon. So I'm taking courage to the next level, right? Instead of courage being action in the face of fear, it's having the courage to look through all forms of fear. Okay, I'll say that again. So right now we believe that courage is feeling fear and acting anyway. And the reason why we believe that is because we believe that fear is real. It's a part of the illusion. It's a part of the beta illusion, right? It's the part of the beta conditioning. That fear is real. <laughs> that there are actually things to be afraid of. And I'm not going to get into the logic on that. It's actually quite irrational. All fear is irrational. But I'll, maybe I'll do that in another podcast, right? If that's something you guys want to hear, we can get into that. I can tell you that. I can explain why that is. But I think I have explained in some ways for you guys enough at least to know that fear is not real. So if right now the definition of courage is to say, okay, I'm afraid and that's real, but I'm going to act anyway. But I think courage has lost its power a little bit because it's responding. Because it's, it's, its response is required by something that isn't real, by an illusion. I can only be courageous when I'm already confused, when I'm already in some dementia, when I'm already in some insanity. I'm in the insanity of fear, and that's when I can be courageous. Courage is also insanity. <laughs> so I'm going to offer something else. I'm going to say that courage is something different. Courage is looking through it all 
and saying there is no fear. And what does that mean? That requires you to let go of everything you think you know of all the labels in the world. It's to have a direct experience with everything. In many ways, brothers, and I'll say this, in many ways it means trust. To be courageous is to trust because it means that you can let go of everything you think you know. Everything you think you know. And that's what I mean when I say courage. Think about everything you know. What do you know? What do you know about anything, about your life, about, about life? <laughs> what do you know? What do you think you know? And this is why it's the esoteric move. Because everything you think you know is a part of the fabrication. It is a part of the illusion. Even your name is not real. It's a symbol. It's an idea. What is a name? What is any name? Whether it's your name, whether it's Brian, right? Whether it's Chad, whether it's, it's you know, Victor. Or whether it's the name of a river. We say river. This is a river. This is a tree or this is a plant. This is a dog. Like, what is that? Those are symbols. Letters, words, symbols, sounds. They're not real. What's real is the direct experience with these things, the direct experience you have with yourself, the direct experience you're having in the now, in the moment. And that, brother, is the only thing that we can ever know. So what I mean is to let go of anything that ever happened, because it didn't. And let go of any plan you have in the future, because it's not there. It can change at any minute. Now you might be asking about, well, what about manifestation? Well, manifestation is an intention. It's not a plan. To be courageous is to let go. To be courageous is is not to be afraid of something and move anyway, it's to let go of the idea that fear exists at all. So it is not the courage of this world, of the third dimensional world. It's not the exoteric courage. It's the courage of the real world, the real world that you came from and the real world that you've always lived. And that's what I mean when I say you're awakened, brother. When I say you're enlightened, that is the world you live in. You live in the real world, not the world of the matrix. <laughs> I mean, you can live in the world of the matrix, but if you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't. And you have forgotten where your real home is, but you've never left it because it's here and now. The matrix is the illusion of what's next, what's next, what's next. Or the resentment of what was, what was, what was. Or the guilt. <laughs> but where you're really from does not exist in those stories. Those stories are just the part of the beta condition meant to drive you into fear, protection, safety, comfort. Courage is the first step that will lead you into your remembering that you're already awake. Everything in the world of form forces you into a place of weakness. Everything in the world of form forces you into this state of weakness, into this deep conditioning of the beta, 
Separation itself is weakness. That is the illusion. And so true courage is denying the effect of separation. It's not accepting separation, being afraid of it, and then moving with it. It's denying it completely. You aren't alone. In fact, the you that you think you are doesn't really even exist. That's what I'm saying. You're not your name. You're not your identity. You're not your occupation. You're not your nationality. You're not your religion. You're not all the beliefs. You're not your hobbies, right? A golf or a basketball player or, a, or whatever. Only the you that exists in the state of all oneness. That's what really exists. And this is where your courage is. It can't be threatened. It can't be changed. You can't even die. The person I'm talking about in you doesn't even die. And now I might have taken a big step. <laughs> like, whoa, what is he talking about? Are we all vampires? No, I'm not talking about vampirism. I'm talking about death cannot touch the you that is perceived by the all oneness. So there's nothing to be afraid of in this world. The you I'm talking about is the eternal soul, not the beta condition. I'm talking about the alpha state. And to the beta condition, death is the victory. Because it proves that its version, it proves that the beta's version of the world is true, that you can die. But the death that the beta condition perceives is an illusion. It's not a real end. And so why would you be afraid of that? That's really what we're afraid of. That's what we're all afraid of. When it comes down to it, it's all time, time and death. Courage is to let go of that by letting go of the idea that there is either time or death. You are an eternal being, brother. You are a being of light. Be courageous and know that. As the body ages, as the body decays, as the body dies, it's not who you are. <laughs> and you know this in many ways. I mean, I talk to men that are 40, 50, 60 years old, and they still feel like they're in their 20s and 30s. That's how I feel. I'm in my 40s, and I feel like I'm in my 20s. My body is obviously not in its 20s. Right? I saw a picture of myself in my 20s. My body was different. My face, right? The, there are lines in my face. Now I'm losing my hair. I've lost it. <laughs> I've lost it, right? One or the other. It's very thin. But I am not my body. I don't feel 40, brothers. I feel like I'm in my teens, like I'm in my early 20s. I feel invincible. I feel immortal. I feel eternal. And if that shocks you to hear, I mean, how do you feel? Do you feel old, decrepit? Do you feel like you're falling apart? Let me tell you something, brother. If you think that, that will happen. If you put that out there as, as a thought, as a belief, as an intention or whatever, that's going to happen. <laughs> but I don't feel that way. And you know what? I'm not even afraid for when that does happen. I know my body's going to age. I know my body's a part of this dream world. I know it's a part of the illusion. I know it's not going to be young and fit and healthy forever. Even though I feel like I'm in my 20s, I know my body is in its 40s and I know it's going to be in its 50s and its 60s eventually. But I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid of my body getting older and dying any more than I'm afraid of the clothes that I'm wearing falling into ruin, becoming holy and tearing and, and, and eventually falling apart. I'm not afraid of that. I know that everything moves towards entropy. I know this. Things will get old. And I'm not afraid of that. I mean, what I say, it's a part of life and not in any cliche. Just as a way it is. I'm not afraid of my body's natural end, but I know I'm not my body. And I release this fear. And I offer that you release this fear. And when you do, everything else will fall into its natural place. And you will not be afraid of anything. And that is courage. 
It means focusing on what is, not what isn't. That's where you find courage. And what is, is the now, the present, the direct experience, and that is love. That is love. And if love is too connotative for you, if it's too much in some emotion that you feel like you lack, <laughs> you're like, oh, I don't have love in my life, so I don't want to think of everything as love because it depresses me. Fine, then don't think about love like that. Everything is energy. How about that? Everything is now. Everything is present. Everything is here. Everything is abundant. Everything is source. Everything is, is right here. There's nothing to be afraid of. It's all here. Brothers, if you let go of the concept of death, then you will discover a wealth of strength that you didn't know possessed. And that is the spiritual path, to know that you are not this material being going through a material experience. You are a spiritual being going through a material experience. That makes you eternal. I'm going to offer this. This week, spend some time imagining yourself as the enlightened being that you are, as the awakened man that you are, filled with courage. And imagine how you would walk through this world when courage is yours. As it is yours. <laughs> I want to offer that you spend time with that today. Courage. The courage to walk through this life as an eternal being, to let go of your fear of death, the only fear that ever is, because any other fear you think you have is just related back to that. It's related back to some time conclusion, whether it's a deadline that making you procrastinate or whether it's a rejection that's deeply seated in your ancestral cellular fears. It doesn't matter. It's all coming back to the fear of death, fear of time ending. There's nothing to be afraid of because time will never end for you. And maybe that's a fear. <laughs> maybe it creates fear for you to know that you're eternal. But if that's the case, that it still has to do with your mind and separation. You'll be locked in a state of lack for all eternity. But you cannot. That cannot be. There is no lack. Lack is the illusion. Lack is just as much an illusion as separation is. They play off of each other. Have the courage to let go of the concept of death, brother, and you will discover so much empowerment. And that's what I have for you today. I love you, my friends. I will see you next week. And until next week, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.